Well, we've got one shot at this. Life is short, and we want to live it well. And yet, if you're anything like me, most days when you wake up, you immediately begin to think about and to order your day around what I have to do, what I have to do. And, and the problem with our have-to-do list and our have-to-do mentality is, is that it can be mundane and, and routine and, and often purposeless, a place we have to go, work we have to do, an appointment we have to keep, a task that we have to complete. If every day is filled with stuff that we have to do, then we can go our whole life completing checklists but not, without actually ever living into our God-given identity and mission and purpose. Friends, we get to, we don't have to, we get to live as missionaries, everyday missionaries for Jesus Christ. We get to do that. You, me, we are the missionary in our neighborhood and in our workplace. That is our mission and purpose in life. And we've been exploring that truth in this sermon series that we've been calling Habits of Missional People. And so we've been exploring the habits that we should be cultivating out of that missional, that missionary identity. Habits like eating meals with other people. Habits like listening and paying attention to God and what God is doing. Habits like serving and blessing others with no strings attached. And today we come to the final sermon in our series and probably the hardest habit. The hardest one. Missional people are in the habit of sharing their story with someone else. Missional people are in the habit of sharing their story with someone else. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there, grow us, transform us, change us, that we might bear fruit for your kingdom. This we pray in Jesus' name and the power of the Spirit. Amen. Our scripture uh, reading this morning is very short, just a single, single verse from, um, from 1 Peter. So I invite you to, to follow along with me and listen intently. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, we've talked about every Sunday how all followers are missionaries of Jesus. By default, that's just the truth. But it's also true, I believe, that every person has a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a story, and you have a story worth telling, sharing. And the writer of 1 Peter is writing to a church in the midst of significant religious persecution, seeking to remind them and encourage them that even so, even in the midst of that, that they had a story to share and to tell. I mean, living missional lives that reflected the lordship of Jesus Christ under the paranoid eye of Rome meant significant suffering. 
And yet, even in the midst of this, Peter seeks to to encourage the church. Count it as a blessing, he says, when you suffer for doing good. Don't be afraid. Instead, keep Jesus uh, as the ruler of your hearts and always be prepared to tell anyone who asks to give the reason for the hope that you have. In other words, even in the midst of and maybe precisely in moments of hardship, Peter reminds his early Christians that they, too, have a story, have stories to tell. They have a reason for the hope that is in them. And they should always be prepared to tell whoever asks them. You know, like, why do you eat that strange, weird meal together all the time? Why do you care for people who are sick that aren't even a part of your own family? Why, why do you share all your stuff in common like that? Why are you willing to die rather than to fight back? Why do you not revere Caesar? Why are you always praying? Boy, did they have some stories to tell. Each of us, friends, each of us has a story to tell too. You have a unique story for the reason, for the hope that you have, that only you can own and tell. You have a story about the difference that Jesus Christ has made and is making in your life. I think about a prism and the way that a prism refracts light uh, by casting beautiful colors of rainbow onto a wall or into the room. That's how it is with, with our lives and our stories. God has shined and is shining the light of God's love and grace into the prism of our lives. And each of our lives refracts that light of God in a beautiful and unique and different way. In your story, maybe the, the red comes out. And in, and in your story, maybe the blue. And in yours, the green. And the amazing thing is, someone else might really need to see red right now might really need to see blue, might be longing to see green right now. And your life has or is refracting God's life and love. And there are people who long and need to see it by hearing it, by hearing your story. And here's the thing about our stories. They're not wrong. Our stories are not wrong. None of us has a wrong story. I used to think that I did because I used to think that the only kind of faith story was the like, you know, I once was blind, but now I see I was dead and now alive. Like, uh, you know, I was a, a, a drug dealing gang member who, who saw the light, that, that kind of dramatic story, the dramatic reversal. And those are true and beautiful stories in their own right. Many people have those kinds of stories, but one day a more seasoned Christian, help me to see the beauty in my story. Help me to see the beauty in the reason for the hope that was in my life. That, was, that it was, in fact, just as beautiful and powerful to be able to tell a story about never knowing or, or feeling a time when I didn't know or feel that God somehow loved me. About being nurtured in a loving family and in a loving church community of faith that formed me to eventually claim that love for myself. 
about experiencing a fresh movement of, of God in my life in college that drew me even closer to the God that I, that I already love. And about how I needed those deep roots in Jesus and God constantly telling me who I was when I struggled with insecurity and, and, and perfectionism and what am I going to do with my life and a, and a call to ministry and, and two miscarriages. About a God who saves me every day, daily, by reminding me that there is nothing I can do to make God love me more and there is nothing I can do to make God love me less. But for, you see, for followers of Jesus, no matter what our story is, if we're sharing a story uh, of, of God, then God is the hero of any kind of story that we might share. Jesus is the reason for the hope that we have. You may indeed have a I once was lost, but now I'm found story. I was blind, but now I see dead, but now alive. You may also have a beautifully boring story of, of growing up in the church and never really knowing a time when, when uh, you didn't know that God loved you. You, you may have a story about uh, God healing you. You may have a story about a time God didn't. You may have a story of, of wander, wandering and, and coming home. Your story may be uh, you knew you were always home, but you never really fully trusted him. No matter your story, I'm guessing... I'm guessing that if we, if we polled some people who are new to the faith, who are newer to the Christian faith, and asked them how they either found God or found their way back to God, most would not tell you about intellectual or philosophical arguments for faith in Christ that convinced them. What they would tell you is how a close friend told them the story about how Jesus radically changed their life. They would say how that story had just been had just been tugging at them, like rattling around in their heart and in, and in their mind for years. And, and when they finally wrestled with the idea that God loved even them, themselves, that story, and recalling that story, that, that story of what God had done in your life made the difference for them. What is your story? What is the reason for the hope that you have? What difference has Jesus made in your life? We here in Wake County may not experience um, persecution like the early Christians did and the sufferings of early Christians, but we nonetheless still have a reason for the hope that we have that is in us. And as missional people, we should always be a, prepared to share the story. Like when your relationship with someone goes beyond superficial. Like when friends start to ask you about your, your life and, and, and your past. When someone asks you a, a spiritual or, or, or religious or ethical question. When Jesus or church or religion comes up in conversation. When a friend is having a really hard time or some serious life problems. When someone is curious about why you seem to be different or, or at peace. When someone asks you why you're doing all these, these kind deeds. Why you're constantly serving in the community, like why you seem to care so much about racism or, or refugees or people without homes or food or family. When someone can't seem to forgive himself or herself and is living with guilt. When God through the Spirit is prompting you to share your faith with someone. All of those and more. And you know what? Your story is the perfect place to start. 
You know why? Because God is in it. Because God is in it. You have experienced grace. You know what it is to be forgiven. You know what it means to have a purpose in this life. You have a hope that goes beyond this life. You handle your relationships differently than you once did. You make, fi- you make financial decisions differently than you used to. Your approach and priorities about, about work and kids and career and parenting are, are fundamentally different. And your story might lead someone to experience anew or for the first time the hope and the love found in Jesus Christ. You may have heard the phrase, it's kind of become cliche, you may have heard the phrase, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. It's attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, but most scholars don't think he actually said it at all. Uh, Some people throw the statement around in, in frustration at Christians who make these bold truth claims but don't embody what they're preaching. And, it, and so it is, you know, it is true that, that people are often more moved by what they see Christians doing than by, than by what people of faith say. The word must become flesh, right, in order to dwell amongst and to have, uh, and to have real effect. However, Jesus, the word who became flesh, still told God's story, still used words. The problem is that we've kind of like come to use that statement as a convenient way of excusing ourselves from ever sharing, ever telling our story, ever talking about the difference that Jesus has made in our lives. Like, I don't really want to tell my story, the reason for the, my hope. I'll just show it instead. And I've recognized, three, I've recognized three big barriers in my life that have kind of kept me from this missional habit of sharing my story. One, fear of rejection. Two, fear of doing something wrong. And three, thinking that everything hinges on me sharing my story and what happens in that moment. I'm afraid with the discomfort that comes, that could come with someone responding with disdain or indifference to what I share, Right? I've seen faith sharing done so wrong that I'd make, I want to make sure that I don't do that, so my solution is just not to do it at all. And I mistakenly believe that, that another person's faith journey is completely and totally dependent on the story I share, like it is all up to that one moment. I wonder if you struggle with some of those barriers too. And so far too often we... We convince ourselves that it's never necessary to use our words to tell our story. Even if St. Francis said this phrase, even if he said the statement, St. Francis, by the way, also started a traveling group of preachers. And so he knew that the good news about Jesus that we proclaim with our lives depends on owning and being able to verbally express our hope and the truth of the gospel that we, that we feel deep, deep in our bones. We share our stories. We share the reason for the hope that we have because we believe that the why 
behind our actions has everything to do with the substance of our hope. The real hope is grounded in truth. The truth is Jesus Christ, who has come into the very middle of our lives and stories, our unique stories. And to really know God's healing and to know God's love and to know God's grace and to know God's creative power is to want to share it with everyone you meet. To really know God's healing and God's love and God's creative power and God's grace is to want to share it with everyone you meet. And so if we're eating with people, if we're eating meals with others, if we're listening to God and paying attention to what God is doing, if we're serving and blessing others with no strings attached, there will be times when we get the opportunity to share our story. And so we have to start telling it. One pastor and teacher compares sharing our stories to a movie preview. You know, trailers are teasers, short film versions of the soon-to-be-released feature, and they usually include maybe the, some of the best special effects or the funniest scenes or clips of the most romantic moments, depending on the, a film uh, or upcoming feature. Watch those around you at the theater when a trailer is finished, the end of each trailer. And if it's done its job, usually one person will turn to the other and say, I, I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. That's a great picture for us sharing our story. When we share it in only the way that we can because it's our story, maybe people will hear it. Maybe, maybe people will receive it. Maybe they'll, they'll think to themselves, I want to see that movie. I want to see the world that they come from. I want a story that tells me the truth about myself, that tells me who I am. Friends, the God we worship tells us who we are. We're missionaries. And just as missional people eat meals with others, just as missional people uh, listen to God, pay attention to what God's doing, just as missional people serve others with no strings attached, missional people, when the time is right, share their story with someone else. They share the reason for the hope that they have. We share our story. We share our stories because we know that nothing is more important in the entire world than to know that we've been loved by God. The God who made us, the God who wants us, the God who's for us, the God who won't give up on us no matter what. And so maybe, just maybe, telling that with everything we have to someone else is the way we know what it means to say it's true. Maybe telling that with everything we have is the way that we know what it means to say that it's true. Because we, we get to be missionaries. Because you and I have a story to tell. And there is someone who needs to hear it. Even if at first, that someone is you.